July 19th, 2014. VGN Network presents Kevin's Oblast Radio with your host, Kevin Baird. And Jeff. So I got Jeff on the Oblast for a little interview. We're also going to have you on Video Game News Radio in the upcoming show. Is that tomorrow? Are you going to be on tomorrow? Can't remember. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so going to do the normal interview thing here for the Oblast show. Um, I just did one about an hour earlier. Um, where do you, where are you geographically? I'm in western New York, uh, okay. south of Buffalo. Great. Oh, Buffalo. So you know what snow is. Um, I do know. <laughs> uh, definitely. Um, Cleveland, we always talk about how we always get lake effects, snow, and people always say, well, if you live in Buffalo, you're getting in from both sides. You're just getting annihilated. So, um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, guess that's true. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's talk about, let's start way back with your folks. Do you know how your folks met? I, I believe they met through mutual friends. Uh, I know that my mother was a senior in high school at the time, and that my father was already working at Republic Steel before it closed in the area. Okay. Uh, he's, he was two years older, so he had graduated, and she was in high school, and I believe they met through friends. Okay. Well, we get a lot of that on here, which is really interesting. We get a lot of people that their parents met very young, you know, still together, or maybe not together or whatever, but still, you know, that's where they, um, the uh, the kids came from. I've, I've never met anybody that was like, my parents met in their 50s, and I was born... Uh, Slightly retarded. Um, no. Um, but, uh, okay, so, um, and where was that? They were in the same area you're in now? or? Um, well, you know, my, my father grew up in the city itself, and my mother grew up in the, in the rural area south of the city. Okay. Uh, it was like that. Uh, he went, he, Republic Steel is, in, is in, the, in the city itself, and he, I assume he commuted. Uh I'm not sure. It was through friends, I'm sure. I don't remember quite the detail, though. Okay, so, um, yeah, okay. So, your um, what's your dad do? Steel? Well, well, my parents are both retired now. Uh, well, my father was a correctional officer. Oh, okay, uh, cool. And my mother worked for the school board where, where I grew up. Excellent. Well, we get a lot of people on school. The last guy that was just on, his mom was a secretary for his school. I had a guy on before the, whose dad, I think, was the music teacher for the school. Um, kind of interesting. A lot of education. A lot of education going on in this uh, country. Um, it's big business, ironically. Yeah, I hear that uh, it's all the rage with the kids uh, going to school. The uh, All right, so your parents, okay. So where were you born? Same place where you are now? Yeah, I was born in Buffalo. Uh, well, well, interestingly, uh, I guess is the way to put it, uh, I was two years old and my father was laid off from the steel job, mm. uh, as, is the, as is the way it goes. And so my mother's parents were already in South Florida, which is where I ended up growing up. Uh, so we all moved down there, and that's where my, my dad started in law enforcement. Uh, where, in, uh, where in South Florida? Uh, it's uh, uh, around Fort Lauderdale, roughly okay. southeast part of the state. Sure. Yes. So he, he went to law enforcement and retired from there. My mother retired from the school board. I grew up there, and I moved back here since because most of my family is now up here, including them. Sure. Okay. Well, slow down. So, um, <laughs> yeah. 
elementary school. So, you know, you grow up, you're a little kid, and you learn how to ride a bike and all that stuff. And then you get into elementary school. Public school or private school? Yeah, yeah, public school all the way. Okay, all right. And uh, how did your elementary school go? How was that for you? Did you think that was a good school down there? Did you, did you hate yeah, it? The, the, well, the schools were good, and I enjoyed it well enough. I just didn't like dealing with the other students, shall we say. Yeah. Uh, getting a lot they, of fights? Were you, like, beating up kids at recess and stuff? Or uh, did no, I, you I just, Were you the victim well, of well, uh, <laughs> gang well, initiation? The was just, well, no, I had no fights. I, I, I almost got into one once, but I managed to worm my way out of it. Oh, okay. uh, mostly, mostly negative attention from the other students, and I tried to keep to myself, but it, they wouldn't have it, I guess. <laughs> sure. Okay. So, um, yeah, Florida. So that's got to be, you know, three hundred degrees in the summer. You know. Oh yeah. Um, Seventy degrees. Overpopulated, overdeveloped, and way too humid. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've only been down there once. I flew to Orlando, but it was for a trade show. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's kind of like the place to go when you're in, like, in this area, you know, Cleveland and stuff. People don't generally fly out west. And if you want to go someplace warm, you generally go south. A lot of people go to, like, North Carolina or South Carolina, too. I've um, but Florida is the big place to go. Oh, yeah. As, as long as there's still some space left somewhere. Maybe they're going to drain out some more of the Everglades and make some more houses there. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about living there. I mean, it's vacation. People go to Disney World, you know, they go out to the... Yeah, it, it, growing up there, it's kind of overrated. I mean, I've had enough... I've dealt with a couple of hurricanes, and I've had heat stroke more than twice, so that, that's enough. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Giant bugs, you know. Oh, yeah. Palmetto bugs fly at your face, and alligators chomping at you. No, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so uh, junior high school, high school, um, were you a good student? Yeah, I, well, something can come, comes to mind at the moment regarding middle school uh, for grades uh, 6 through 9. I remember one time we, uh, after a computer class, I had this, you know, 3.3, 3.5-inch disc, one of those hard disks they used to have, I guess. Right. Uh, I had one of those, and I was playing SimCity, you know, one of the big games of the time. Sure. Uh, in the mid-90s. And I, and I thought, well, okay, I plugged in my disc, and I saved my game on the disc, so if I go home and plug this in the computer, then I'll get to play at home. And, of course, it didn't work that way. But I, right. I thought it would at the time. Yeah, <laughs> so that was a, that was a disappointment. <laughs> uh, otherwise, yeah, I mean, I did well, did good grades. Um, Can see, I ask I how old you are? Can I date you? Oh, yeah, I'm 33. Okay. Not, it's interesting. The last guy was 22. We're going in 10, so 33. Oh, nice. And, uh, so yeah, when I was in uh, middle school, computers were so freaking new, um, you know, for the home and stuff, and we had Commodore 64s, which was, you know, not like an IBM or anything, and um, they had, like, one floppy disk drive, and we would learn, like, Logo, which is kind of like a programming language and everything like that. Mm. Um and I had a Commodore 64 at home and uh, taught myself programming on it because it was there was nothing else to learn on it. But, yeah, so anyway, I kind of know what you're talking about there. Middle school sure. is kind of where you get sort of acclimated to that sort of thing because uh, elementary oh, yeah. school, you're just still, like, you know, just throwing things, basically, yeah, in your yeah, pants. Yeah, So then high school, so were you a good student? Did you get good grades or were you just not into it or...? Yeah, I got good grades and enough that I got a scholarship, although it's by Florida standards, so I don't know if that equates to New York level or not. I, I'm getting that impression that it doesn't. But sure, not in Florida. Florida. Um, that's cool. 
Uh, all right, so you didn't really. So you got a scholarship. Were you like valedictorian or anything? Like that? No, not 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 that not quite that focused, but enough to get a, a scholarship. So I, I was. Were thinking. you a 4.0 student though? No, no. Uh, no. Three point something, I'm sure, but not not quite that close. Sure. Okay. Did you participate in um, after school activities? Were you like in karate class or? Uh, not not really. I'm trying to make up for that nowadays with other bands stuff. Or, well, a lot of my family sports. are musically inclined, but I, I didn't seem to. I didn't seem to get that gene. I guess. No. Uh, I've been doing you, some writing though, so maybe it's 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 going that way with me. I don't know. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Um, did you play a lot of video games? Were you a video game? Kid? Yeah, I had. I had a. My dad had an Atari, although I don't know where it's it's gone since. I don't. It disappeared somehow. Sure. Um, but I started. I started with the NES. Okay, uh, great. Uh, going from there, I had. Uh, I remember my mom came home one day from some kind of flea market or something, and she had like three or four games uh, with no cart, no book, no sleeve, no box. Just you know, here's some games, and off I went. You know, from there. <laughs> one of them, I think, was uh, the original Dragon Warrior uh, RPG. Wow. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the rest of them were. Uh, some of them are kind of hard to find now, apparently. Yeah. I've still got all my. Well, not all of them, but I got most of my NES games still here. My Annex is still hooked up to my TV, and it still works. Great. Awesome. Yeah, that's, yeah. I just got one of those, um, uh, what do they call that thing? It's like Retron a Retron 5? What's that? Say that again? The Retron 5? Yes, exactly. Good. Ah, Mind reader. Cool. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, somebody mentioned it to me, and I pre-ordered it back in January, so I got it for the 100 bucks because Amazon gives you nice. the pre-order guarantee. Because I guess right, down right. to like 140. I haven't played it yet because right, so. I haven't dug up any games at this point. But um, I got it. Yeah. I just got cool. Down. Yeah, I got I've got my um, my Game Boy cartridges too, but my Game Boy doesn't work anymore. So one of the reasons I went to get one, I don't have it yet because they sure uh, I, can't, I can't I can't seem to find one anywhere at the moment. Uh, right. But one of yeah. the reasons I got it is for the Game Boy because I got some of the games here, and I'm sure they still work, but I don't have any. Into play them on at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's. I hear that's uh, one of the the better features to it is the fact that you can throw those up on your TV because that um, the uh, Game Boy to TV um, there's like a either an add-on or a, it depends on which system. Mm -hmm. I think the GameCube had something that for a Game Boy Advance or something that clicked on the bottom, and then there was oh, yeah, also like a peripheral thing. Yeah. Yeah, and then and that play lets you play Game Boy Advance on your TV, and I think regular Game Boy because I think Game Boy Advance stuff was backwards compatible. Um, and then, uh, um, I also think what is it, the Super NES or something had something that you could. Yeah, I've cartridge. seen it. Yeah, and I've seen online. They have this little yeah, this little you plug it into the top, and then you got the little slot for the Game Boy on top of that. Right. It's kind of like the um, it's kind of like the uh, Sonic and Knuckles cartridge on the Genesis, I guess. Right. Yeah. The lock-on technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think both of those are not super rare, but rare enough that people mm -hmm. like are saying good things about the Retron. Plus, you don't have to, with the Super NES, you'd probably have to go and get some sort of adapter or something to get it to, you know, composite input at this point on a new TV. It, He's like, yeah. what do you want to do? No, I don't support that old shit. Get that yeah, there's the, does it support it and does the TV that you have, because you do all, do all this research on a TV you want, but then you go and find out what ports it has and doesn't have, and then you need another one and doesn't have it, and then you're screwed. Right, exactly. So what would you get your uh, scholarship in? 
Uh, it was just a general, um, I guess, based on that I did well enough through high yeah. school. It paid for a percentage of my tuition. It was just a general. Here's here's okay. some money. We'll go to go to school now. So that's right. what I so did. You, so you went to college. Yeah, I went for four years out of high school, and I got my bachelor's in uh, business management. Okay, what uh, what college did you go to? I went to FAU in in Davie, Florida, same area. Um, I don't know what FAU. Oh, uh, Florida, Florida Atlantic University. Okay, all right. So good school. Did you like it? Apparently, oh, yeah. you graduated, so it seemed like it went okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I I found it helpful to go right away full time instead of taking any time off because I've read about some, you know, every time, every year around you know, graduation time, there's articles about what to do and some people suggest taking some time off and if that's what you want to do, fine, but I, I think if I had done that, it would have been worse uh, to yeah. try to go back in full time. Yeah, you're probably right. It's better to stay, in my opinion, keep all of that stuff you have learned fresh in your head. You think oh, they absolutely. Off absolutely. You're, you're going to be like, I don't even remember this crap. Um, so cool. So did you, um, now you said you got a bachelor in what exactly? You got a bachelor's degree in? In uh, business management. Business management. Okay. And is that what you kind of went in to uh, do or did you go in yeah. at first and you were like, I'm going to be an astronaut and uh, that changed on you? No, I, I, I went in at first saying, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I figure no matter what it is, if I have a background in business, then you know, if I if I take courses in marketing, then I'll be able to recognize marketing techniques. Or if I take a course in human resource management, then I'll know what to ask and not ask in an interview, or what to look out for if someone asks a certain kind of question. Or if I take business law and there's a problem with my warranty fine print, I can say, hey, what about this? You know, yeah. What about this case from you know 20 years ago? What about that president? You know, I, I figure cool. whatever I end up doing, it'll it's a you know a background to start from. That's um, I have to say that's very. Uh wise of you. Now, did you, did you have help making those sorts of decisions, or were you just always just tuned in to the fact that when you get out of school, you're going to have to actually get a job, and that your zoology degree isn't going to really take you very far? <laughs> the latter. I had a feeling that, I mean, yeah, it would be nice to take something esoteric and something that I just find really interesting, but, I mean, especially because the scholarship wasn't 100%, whatever I take, I mean, i got to be able to pay back the, the difference sometimes, sure. so it's got to be marketable at least a little bit, so... I, I didn't mind it from the start. Great. Yeah. A lot of people don't, you know, they go to, Unfortunately. Like, Je like Jed, I went to Moody Bible College, and I was <laughs> asking him, I was like, I don't, do you get a job from that or something? I don't know if there's, I mean, apparently you can, but it, I don't know. It's kind a of a little too specialized thing. for me, yeah. Yeah, it's just a little weird. Um, I mean, just weird in the sense that I don't know anything about that, but, you know. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's cool. So that's I think that's really smart uh, business. You know, basically, regardless of where you end up, at some point right, right. you need a manager. You know what I mean? Like at the very minimum, oh, yeah. a manager that has a degree in business is going to um, uh, succeed over someone who you know has the zoology degree and didn't end up in zoology right. and is uh, you know now a painter. Or something. Yeah, there's there's some things. Yeah, there's some things you can't can't just outsource. So you're just gonna have some people at, at the ground level at least a little bit. Right. At least a few people are. Exactly. So that's cool. So anything interesting that happened in college? Did you try to rush for a fraternity or anything, or was it just mostly just you studying? I mean, did you date? Did you have a girlfriend at the time or anything like that? No, not not really. I, I stuck with the books and it and it paid off pretty well. Uh, yeah. So now I'm, I'm making up for that too uh, more recently. Okay. <laughs> Shall we say? Okay, cool. So, um, uh, 
You must have done something for fun, though. Or was it just every day you came home and just played video games? Were you just like a World of Warcraft guy or something? Or were you just kind of sitting uh, into I, that? I did, I did play uh, the original EverQuest for a while. Okay, great. Uh, around the time when the Canark part came out, if that t- helps time it at all. Uh, sure. I played that for a while, and I played a bit of WoW, but not much. Uh, it, those kind of games I, I only find the interested in if there's other people to play with, you know, friends I know from outside the game that they can come in and, and play with me in there. That's the only right. way I would find it interesting. Otherwise, I, I couldn't be bothered to stay with it. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's interesting. So, okay. Um, and so, anyway, you get out of college. Internship? Yeah. I mean, how'd you, the, I, I'm assuming you've been working all this time and you're not living in a cardboard box. and. Uh, <laughs> Not, not yet. <laughs> but you moved back. You moved back up uh, north. So at some point, yeah. something happened here. Dan. Did you get a job right out of college and then move back, or did you move? You know, tell me, take me well, through that. What happened? Yeah, I, 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 I got a job right out of college. In well, out of high school, I started working in food service at uh, Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, right out of high school, and I worked there nights, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then I went to school full time. Uh, so I didn't really have a lot of time off for the, those five, four years. Sure. Okay. But, makes sense. But it, but it, but it, but it paid off. You know, I, I got my degree and uh, I was able to move on from that job to I did security for a couple of years and, and I, I have one story from that. Uh, most of it. Wait. Wait. Hold on. Was, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. So you were working at Taco Bell, and you were yeah. like, "Fuck this place! I'm tired of putting fucking." guacamole on people's stupid tacos. I'm out of here. I'm going to go apply over there and be a security guard. Is that what you're telling me? Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. one day com- coming in, uh, <laughs> one day I work in there, so, uh, a guy who worked at the the company I, st- I eventually went to work for came in and ordered something. I started talking to him, you know, what, what's it like? You know, he got openings. You know, how okay. is it? Right. I don't like where I am. And it went from there. He gave me a card and off I went to wow. that job. Okay, great. So that was it. That's kind of an interesting choice. Did you think that would be dangerous or anything? I mean, security guard, you know, it's yeah. Party, uh, you think it gets paid well, and you tell people not to park there, and then there's the other part of it where like you might get assassinated by uh, by somebody which, with which, a sniper. Which gun. also almost happened. Yeah, which also almost happened too. I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I started with security, and I'm thinking. Well, first, I don't like where I am, so a change by itself would be enough. Sure. Uh, but then I figure, you know, security, I mean, if it's something obviously really dangerous, I'm not going to stick with it because I've okay. been at the job that long enough that I could go back easily enough. Okay. But I figure it's not going to be anything too bad. So, I mean, I start in at the security job, and uh, when I started, there was some different shifts to try to get a feel for where I would go more regularly. Right. And so the one, one, the one, some of the one-off jobs, one – was near Los Olas, which if you're any, if anyone's familiar with the area, they'll know what I'm talking about. Um, it's near the ocean uh, in South Florida. It's a big touristy area. Okay. Uh, with a lot of with a lot of bars and clubs and such. Uh, so my one of my first positions was at um at a, a, a one of those day resort kind of places, and people come in and they maybe stay for a week. Okay. One of those places overnight, so just to keep an eye on things. And right. it was. Pretty close to the really busy area because I could hear the music and things from the you know all the clubs and stuff and all that. So you know, I was sitting there uh, watching the parking lot, watching the grounds. It's not it wasn't a big area, so I, I left uh, one of those plastic uh, light patio chairs in the parking lot where I used to you know, do my incident reports. And so I make I get up and make my rounds, walking around and checking everything out, and I hear a noise. 
So I go back to where I was and look up by the edge of the parking lot, and I see a group of you know three or four guys. They grab the the plastic chair and they smash it against the telephone pole. So okay. it kind of exploded into pieces. So I'm thinking, yeah, I'm not gonna be approaching these guys. So I, can, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting paid that much. So I back up and I go over to the other side of this gate where there's this metal gate and I closed it behind me. And all there is is a narrow stairs up to the top of the building. So if I if they come at me, they got to go one at a time at least. So, right. <laughs> so I go I back up there and I wait for a while, thinking, you know, what's going to happen next? Are they, you know, what, what are they Because they saw me when I, I looked over to see what it was, but I wasn't sure if they were going to, you know, come yeah. out or not. They didn't, but I didn't. I wasn't sure if they would at the time. So I took some time, waited, and nothing happened. So I went back down. <laughs> they they went away, I guess, and they you know find other things to do. So I, you know, <laughs> the chair was there in peace. So I was like, well, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> yeah. So I said, so at the end of the day, I'm like, look. I'm like, do you maybe give me another position or another area instead of this one? You know, somewhere closer to home. You know, I try to spend it like, you know, I got a, it's a long commute. Right. Uh, I'm not familiar with the area, you know, some way. So they eventually moved me to position in Weston, which is near where I was already working. So that, that worked out a lot nicer, actually. Okay, great. Uh, it was a lot safer area, shall we say? Yeah. Uh, and most nights were pretty routine, only the occasional noise complained from. And it was a more populated um, building or a set of buildings. So. Uh, they it was routine noise complaints, easy stuff, and there was only one more incident of note there, but it was more positive. Thankfully, uh, I was making my rounds. I had about five buildings I would patrol throughout the night, and I came up on a floor and I saw something in the far end. So I started walking up to what what it was. It turns out it was a, a kid sleeping in the hallway on the outside by himself. Okay. So I come up, so I, you know, I come up, and you know he wakes up and looks at me, and I start asking him, you know, what's your name? You know, where are you where are you supposed to be? Where's your family? And he wouldn't say anything. He was just looking at me. So I, I get on my, yeah. So I get on my radio and I you know talk to my supervisor and talk to the front desk. You know, there's this kid out here. What's going on? Uh, the front desk starts checking the records of who has you know kids on the in the building. And it turns out there's you know two floors down there's a family. So my supervisor shows up and he and I walk the kid to the room knock on the door, and they open up the door, and we notice there's a bunch of stuff piled up on the inside of the room, like a, one of those plastic kiddie pools and a bunch of toys and stuff all piled up in the, by the door. And if I remember right, they don't lock from the inside. Okay. Uh, there's no there's no locking mechanism. So I, what I think they did is they piled up the stuff to keep the kid from leaving. So it turns out that their parents didn't even know he had, and he'd left the room. Oh. Uh, and, it turns out, and it turns out he was autistic. Ah. And they didn't know he was gone. He, he apparently got out and started walking around, looking around, and he didn't know where he was. He, he either got to the elevator or the staircase at one point and went up a couple floors and couldn't find his way back. He just fell asleep. So <laughs> so they were, they were pretty grateful. Yeah, no kidding. Well, yeah. it's better than getting somebody to, like, shoot you in the back of the head then. Uh, yeah, not, nothing just... quite that exciting, thankfully. Yeah, that's good. That's good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so my, uh, Jason Corver is a guy who's been on VGN a couple of times. He's a friend of ours. He was a security down um, in Cleveland in this place called The Flats, and they'd have dead bodies float up, and there'd be, like, bombs and guys smashing stuff and everything. Not that this guy, he, was, he weighed, a, he must weigh about, like, a buck twenty-five or something at the most. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, he'd get blown away in a good breeze. But he was security guard. Kind of weird. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Call somebody on a radio and then run away. Yeah, pretty much. Doing stuff. I'm leaving, so I'm not doing anything about it. Yeah, that, that's pretty much the mantra. You're paralyzed to call the cops, and that's pretty much it. You're like a yeah. smart kid, I guess. <laughs> so, so, um, 
So how did you end up coming back north then? Well, family reasons. Uh, some family members have passed away, and a lot of the family that's left here on both sides of my family are, are in the western New York area, so we all moved back up here uh, to be with them, you know, family reunions and things. We, we would always come up, uh, when I was a kid, we would always come up, uh, once every year or two, we would come up to visit family up here, and it was just, we were all intending to come back eventually, and that was just one of the catalysts to finally make the decision and move up. Okay, all right. So, um, was that a change for you, though? I mean, you spent most of your life in Florida where it's warm, you come here and ish, you know, up Midwest, or I guess you're kind of in the Northeast, but um, cold. You know what I mean? No, it wasn't really an adjustment at all. I, I, I preferred the climate up here, and I'll take the snow any day rather than a hurricane. And I mean, yeah. snow, <laughs> snow's not going to blow your roof off, so I, I don't mind that. I mean, yeah. a, a little bit of shoveling is, 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 is enough of a price to pay to. You don't have to worry about all those other problems, so I don't, I don't mind it at all. Okay, all right. And you like the neighborhood and everything that you're at and all that sort of stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a nice, quiet little town. It's nice. Cool. All right. So what are you doing up here? I mean, uh, you know, Yeah, up here, I'm, I have a job with the Small Business Administration. Uh, it's an office downtown. It's a full-time temporary position. Uh, it, it's a call center for uh, disaster victims, you know, natural disaster victims. Hmm, Okay. Uh, so, I mean, something like a, an apartment fire or a mudslide in Oregon or, you know, an earthquake when California finally falls off the map. Or, are you, you know, are the people calling you right when that happens? That's got to be some interesting phone calls. Like, my well, house just got taken away. Well, <laughs> well I mean, yes and no. Um, we sometimes get calls from the, the recovery centers that are in the area. Generally, our part of the process is a, a little later in the stage of okay. recovery. Not quite immediate. I mean, FEMA's more immediate, but we're right. more for the long-term recovery and repair and replacement of other, you know, real and personal property kind of deal. Sure. So not quite immediate, but pretty close. You're more the bureaucracy level type of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Deal with the paperwork and the yeah connecting people to people and all that kind of stuff. Is that fair? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Cool. So, uh, been out of the country. Do anything exciting? Um, Kill anyone? Anything? You know? Well, uh, I've been to Canada a couple times. That as far as not being in the country. Uh, okay. It's a couple trips to the falls. Nothing, nothing huge, but it, it technically counts. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. For now, uh, until we annex it and make it uh, the uh, 52nd state or 51st or yeah, whatever. when we start, yeah, when we start reenacting the fallout storyline, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Start going north and abandoning oh, yeah. our lower southern states because it'll be too warm at some point. Yeah, we're here for your oil fields. You have no choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. All right. Um, but nothing crazy. Your dad was a correction officer. He didn't bring yeah, all I mean, that kind of Yeah, that, that kind like, of gonna, Yeah, nothing too crazy. Huh? No. <laughs> Not in my case. It's like, I brought this guy home. He's going to stay with us for a while. This is... Uh, Hard pimping Larry or something, nothing like that. Okay. That's cool. No. So, um, future plans? I mean, you you sound like your job's somewhat temporary, permanent. I mean, do you have sort of a, any desires to do anything in particular? Yeah, I mean, it, it it's full time, but it's temporary. So, yeah, I'm I am looking for other work uh, to supplement it. Uh, sure. I'm, I'm I'm doing some writing, and and I think you mentioned on a previous show about Kickstarter for Last Dream. Uh, right. You mentioned doing some stuff with that, and right. I have a similar I have a similar situation on my end. Uh, I also donated to the to the game, uh, and wrote an uh, NPC character. Oh, great. It in, 
and it was in there too, like what the what, what, what you guys did. Oh, and so excellent. and so when I sent it in, and they they sent me back an email saying, "Look, you know, we we like what you what you you know sent in, and would you be interested in writing for the expansion?" So oh, I said, "Yeah, excellent." So and I've already, I've sent that in since. So they've got that uh, the the NPC dialogue for the expansion that they're working on, and presumably for the sequel as well. Yeah, writing seems to be um, for video games seems to be a more in demand type of thing um, because I don't think a lot of people have time to do it. You know, especially yeah. for the 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 extraneous stuff that you know um, or extraneous or how the fuck you say it. Um, you know, for for video games especially, I see a lot of that, and that's that's what happened to Eric. You know, he's the guy that wrote for Portal. Um, yeah. You know, he just wrote for a funny website, and then basically went and worked with uh, Tim Schafer at Double Fine and, cool. you know, helped with making Psychonauts. Right, and then right. um, that led him to eventually, I don't know, quit, because that's Eric, and that's, I quit every place I work at. And um, then he got picked up uh, Gabe Newell, because Gabe Newell used to read his website. Mm. And um, then him and Chet, because they're kind of like par partners, um, not gay partners, just you know, professional right. partners. They right. both have wives. Um, <laughs> and but anyway, they did Portal. Um, Chet headed up. Uh, what's that game called? Left for Dead. Left for Dead. Yeah. And um, yeah. they both worked on um, Team Fortress Two. Mm -hmm. The whole orange box, except for the Half Life stuff. Oh. So um, you know, and that all just came out of writing. Didn't come out of development, you know. Wow. Just came out of writing. So, um, I think he won an AI. I think he won two AIS awards. I'm not sure. Eric did. I think he got one for Psychonauts, being part of that with Tim Schafer, and then the other one was for Portal. Maybe he got three. Maybe he got one for Portal too. I have no idea. Nobody ever pays attention to the AIS awards anyway. It's like the Video Game Academy Awards, and nobody looks at it. But anyway, my point is, is that yeah, if you're good at it, keep doing it. You know. Should write for uh, should write for Retro Magazine. Should talk to Mark, and um, I shouldn't probably say that too loud. But then again, only like seven people listen to the show. Um, I am actually writing an article on video games for a different publication that's not uh, Retron, uh, Retro rather. But sure. um, but I can't really talk about it because it's kind of early days. But yeah. it, it's something in the works at least. So progress of a kind. Yeah, I've written a couple of things for another video game too. I'm working, um, not working, but helping, um, but. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. I'm not talking about it. Um, my life is just reading stuff. That's all I do most of the time. I wrote a whole book um, about an incident that happened to me when I was 14, 15. Uh, it was about 400 and some pages. Um, I need to, like, sit down and, like, or maybe hire, like, a regular editor because I'm not an English major, you know? So it's it's all written. It's totally right. readable, but it it probably needs you know some you know somebody that understands things like pacing and how sure. to like you know take out the parts that are you know maybe unnecessary. You know maybe get yeah, some. It always it always helps to have someone else look it over just to get a, another take yeah. at it and see if it makes sense. You know. Right, somebody that does that sort of thing. And then I was thinking about selling it on like the Kindle store or something and just putting it in there as a ghost right, name right. or something. Um, I think it's an interesting story, uh, but not not in the 
sort of like, I wrote a story about my life, and I think it's really interesting, <laughs> so everybody right. should read it, you know, nothing like sure. that. It's it's just a, um, it's a sort of a relationship tale. It's like a warning to people about when you basically, if you're in a relationship with somebody, if you think too much about what they're thinking, they become sort of like this thing in your head and less about who they really are. And if you sort of, I don't know, if you sort of believe in that that fantasy of who that person is, then you yeah. don't really know that person. And when that person eventually betrays you, it becomes this big, long, you know, realization. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, you can build up uh, your image of someone in your mind and you're ascribing characteristics to them that you find right. desirable, but they may, may not apply to them at all. And exactly. this perception and then you get it just shatters one day and it could be exactly yeah. right so that's kind of what it's all about so anyway um, well that sounds good I mean you got a good thing going definitely keep it going um, you know if you want to write the all-american novel you know it's pretty easy to put something on uh, Kindle and sell it and I think there are some people on there although there I think there are a lot of romance stories but there's some people on there making millions of dollars just writing terrible freaking romance novels. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I looked around and I noticed. I mean, it, it's certainly worth a college try, as you say. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, the worst thing that could happen is you can just tell people that you wrote a book. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sure. like, if it doesn't sell or anything, so what? You can still tell people, you know, I, I did that. I scratched that off my list. Yeah, Move on absolutely. to something else. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly got enough notes to probably cobble something together by now. I just got to sit down and do it. You know, or just come up with a, a really good novel or something. You know, it does, it, whatever. Um, so video games, what are you currently playing? Uh, yeah, I'm currently playing uh, 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 another Kickstarter game, or at least partly, uh, Divinity Original Sin. Okay, I've heard good things about that. Yeah, I mean, it's very Baldur's Gate-ish. And I saw, hmm. and, or I mentioned or that you, or you mentioned that you were playing Baldur's Gate uh, right. previously as well. Yeah, it, it's very similar. Uh, it's very similar in isometric view RPG, party based, uh, turn based, uh, but the they clean up the UI obviously, and it flows pretty well. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, there's only the two uh, NPC uh, party members that join the two part, the two characters you create, okay. and from there there's other kind of random adventure hall characters. So it's not quite as fleshed out. Story-wise, right. as Baldur's Gate might be, but it hits all the right notes. Having played, you know, Baldur's Gate and Planescape Torment and a lot of the other games like that, it's hitting all the right notes, and I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Cool. All uh, right. I also I played recently um, the Wolf Among Us uh, Telltale. Yeah, I played that. I haven't uh, finished was, it, but yeah. Yeah, that was really good, and I'm I'm playing that. It makes me interested in the comic. Check that okay. out. Uh, I also play. Um, I finished uh, Dark Souls 2 on PC recently. Wow, that was right. good for you. Means you're a professional gamer if you can finish a freaking Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I well, the thing is, I started with the the other two, and playing a caster is you know it makes it easier apparently. But uh, I you know it 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 was pretty tough. But I mean, it's it's up there with some of the old NES games that that are pretty challenging. Like yeah. if you go back and play say Mega Man. Now it's pretty tough too, so it's it's a nice uh, callback to you know difficulty of old games. Yeah, yeah. I, my only problem with Dark Souls was the fact that I just wasn't. I, just, I'm one of those people that I really want things to be sort of clear, like what I'm supposed mm. to do. Like I don't need super hand holding, but I just don't know. Like really early in the game, 
you're like in like you know in this gated area or something, and this big giant like fat monster comes out, and I don't right. think I'm prepared to fight that monster. Now I might be, but I don't think mm-hmm. I am, and I'm not sure. And that's one of those things like. I sit there and I say, am I dying unnecessarily because... Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's some of it's pretty cryptic as far as the expectations and the direction you're supposed to go. And similar with a lot of the lore, I had to go back and look up the lore after reading it to have someone explain, you know, here's what all these different things in that descriptions mean and here's what these characters mean and here's right. what their motivations are. I had to go back and learn all that stuff because I didn't really pick up on it going through. But, yeah, similar to... The, the pacing and the direction, and a lot of it's pretty vague. I mean, they could yeah. maybe strike a little more of a balance between the freedom to go where you want to go, and you know, here's a little, you know, not just putting a bunch of, you know, really strong right. skeletons in the graveyard saying, here, don't go here. Maybe something a little more direct would be nice. Yeah, just tell me if I'm ready or whatever, you know. It just seemed, yeah, something, you know, I, I probably got to, I own it. I should just go back to it. I, Baldur's Gate, though, has got me right it's, now, but Baldur's Gate was written during the time period when, games weren't really balanced well either. And so it's just like, well, I, I think Very at this true. point they're probably pretty good. You know, they're second level, so I'm going to put a five-headed dragon against them. You know, and you're like, oh, my God. You know, <laughs> run. Yeah. It's just, Very true. This is really <laughs> just kind of crazy, the areas there, that you can get into in that game. Oh, yeah, there's a bit of that in the Divinity game, too. It's a pretty, it's a pretty steep curve. But, yeah. I mean, if you can get through it, it, it really opens up nicely if, if you can get through it. you got to cool. be a little patient yeah. to start yeah, I'm going to play Baldur's Gate and then Baldur's Gate 2. I got a whole bunch of games I want to play through. I don't know. I'm just uh, going to... Are you going to be playing uh, Planescape as well? Probably. I've played it before, um, but I never finished it, but I think I'll probably I think I'll probably take another crack at it again. No, it's interesting. I never played any of those games when they first came out. I went I went to all of them after the fact, I think through good old games probably. Okay. Uh, I don't I don't play them with nostalgia. I, I've went back and played them re- relatively recently, and you know, enjoy them for what they are. So it's not all the hype's not all just you know rose-colored glasses in, in their case. Yeah, I mean, I wish they would remake some of these games. Like especially like I I don't really want to play a lot of these old eight-bit games because some of the game mechanics are just awful. Um, yeah. But I wouldn't yeah. mind playing them if they were re redone. And, yeah. and some of them have good stories and stuff. Like I mean, they they were definitely Dungeons and Dragons ones, like Pools of Radiance and stuff that they yeah. I have the holder that they could they could bring back and then. You know, just like, you look at, like, the early Ultimas or something, you know, those are pretty good. But I was playing um, on the NES just recently, Ultima 1, no, Ultima 4, Quest of the Avatar or something. And it's got this weird thing where, like, you need to have a cloth map, um, you know, or a map anyway online. And you need to have, like, this whole, like, thing of where to get these herbs at certain moon phases, and I'm wow. thinking this is just like well, unnecessarily time sinking, you know. Like I don't like if somebody just took this game and just you know cleaned it up, made it more yeah. modern, it would probably yeah, be way take more some enjoyable. Of the pages, yeah, take some pages from more modern design ideas and cut out some of the time sink, like you're saying. I mean, yeah. I like the old, old games, I like the eight bit games, I like the isometric stuff, but try to marry the two. And right, I mean, I mean, yeah, getting older, I mean, you don't want to waste, you know a weekend trying to figure something out if you don't have to. Exactly, right. You know, and then there's probably more they could do with it. I mean, because they're always remaking games, but they're always remaking stuff that came out, like, ten years ago, and it'd be more interesting if they remade stuff, I think, that came out 
25 years or 30 years ago just because Absolutely. the licenses on those things are probably they're probably in the public domain anyway or close right. to it to just you know have at it and make sure. it more interesting um yeah so uh i don't know xbox one playstation 4 any of that uh yeah i have um i have a backwards compatible ps3 uh it eventually broke on me but there's actually a chain of local uh, game stores in the area, okay. and they, I had one of them repair it. So, I mean, it works now, but it's just got a really super loud fan. Oh. <laughs> so I have, a, I have a headset with some you know, earphones to cancel it out. But it oh. does work now, so I have that, and I have a PS4 now recently. Great. Pick that up. Yeah, so I'm all, I'm all caught up now. <laughs> yeah, I'm still not sold on PlayStation 4, Xbox One. I mean, they're both cool. I got them. I, I turned them on. Um, the game libraries are still really thin. And, um, yeah. I, you know... The a lot of the features aren't you know the the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3 still have far more like apps and oh, yeah. um, entertainment pieces than mm-hmm. new consoles do, and I don't know I almost feel like the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One are like they came out too early, like I think Xbox I agree, and yeah. PlayStation 3 were hitting their stride and they probably could have waited a couple more years even before um, releasing these new ones because just seemed like the games weren't ready, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, if it's any indication, most of the games that I have going to the PS4 in time are, are different Kickstarters that I'm, I'm planning to put toward PS4 down the road, if that's any you know, indication of it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Kickstarter is great. I got a whole bunch of stuff from Kickstarter. I got to sit down right. and actually play, and then um, you know decide on what else I might want to uh, support. You know, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on constantly. I get, I lose track of it a little bit, though. I get all these emails all the time from them. They're like, here's some new music we've made for level four. And I'm just like, I don't really care about that. Just tell me when I get my game. <laughs> you <know>? Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Totally not that, that crazy about what you guys are doing. So anything else you want to talk about? Anything you want to drop? Um, not, sure. not, not really. I think we're... Pretty much cover everything I wanted to cover. All right, great. Um, yeah. All right, so everybody, if you want to find out more about the show, we don't have a website, but you can go to facebook.com and do a search for Oblast. That's O B L A S T. And uh, you see Kevin's Oblast Radio, that's the Facebook page. Um, you can like that, and then you can see all the times when we post up new shows, as well as once in a while I'll post up something about a disease epidemic or something that's going on <laughs> in the world. And um, you can also go to videogamenews.com, which also links to Facebook, and that's for our sister um, show, Video Game News. And uh, you can kind of um, join the uh, community there and listen to us every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Oblast, on the other hand, comes up every so often, kind of uh, either when it, hit, when, I, when it hits the mood for me to do a show or when we have a guest such as Jeff here to uh, join us on the show. So um, that's it. Anything else? No, I'm good. For, thank you. Thank you for doing this and having the Patreon to give us a chance to show our appreciation for years yes. of entertainment. Thanks for donating to the Patreon. You're helping to keep Larry and Don fed and clothed, and uh, they have heat in their homes. Um, I did have to fix. I did have to fix Larry's car, but it's, the Patreon people are um, paying. I didn't fix it. I mean, I helped. Had to give him money <laughs> to uh, get his car fixed, and Patreon's keeping Larry so he can drive a safe vehicle with his kids and not have it just burst in the flames on the uh, on the road. It's such a weird thing. 
normal people would use their Patreon donations for equipment and things like that. We did buy Don a, a new laptop, like a Chromebook, cheapest thing we could get, but completely improved his audio on the show. So that was... Uh, it's all going to a good cause, yeah. Good yeah, <laughs> good, a very good cause, except for Brian. Brian's part of it. We got him a Wii U, and I think he seriously just took it home and gave it to his daughter and said, look what Daddy bought you, um, <laughs> which is typical of him. Um, but anyway, I'm just poking fun. So patreon.com forward slash VGN if you want to help or join the show. There's lots of prizes and things on there as well. And, um, yeah, that's it. So, Jeff, thanks again for being on the show. Everybody else, that's it. I guess good night. Thanks. Good night.